Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again, I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I'm using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you're one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome again. Today we are completing second month of fertility ed, and what a great journey it has been. Received amazing feedback from you all. I hope you all are enjoying this journey of awareness as much as I am doing with you all. Since we are new in this podcast market, therefore it's really important for you to rate and review this podcast because this will keep us going and will be really helpful to us in trying to reach as many people as we can. This basic education is the right of every woman, and you can help us to reach out our initiative to more women, like just by doing a small act. Your one kind act to share this podcast with your friends and family will help us a lot. All you need from us is great information for which we are trying our best to provide you, and all we want from you is just two R and two S's. R means rate and review this podcast, and two S means share and subscribe this podcast. And we'll do all the work to give you the best content, and you just do the couple of clicks to keep us going. Okay. Great. Now let's begin with our today's episode. Today I'm going to cover all the FAQs of PCOS, all frequently asked questions of PCOS. So without any delay, let's begin. Number one: What is PCOS? Polycystic ovarian syndrome is a common condition affecting up to a quarter of women of childbearing age. This disorder is one of the most common hormonal abnormalities in women of reproductive age. PCOS is one of the most common endocrine disorder found in women, affecting approximately 10% of women worldwide, and with less than 50% of being diagnosed. There is a broad spectrum of symptoms that a woman struggle with PCOS. Till date, no single test exists to diagnose PCOS, whereas the combination of symptoms, blood test, physical examinations, um, sometimes pelvic ultrasound is used to determine if you have PCOS or not. Okay, um, I have to mention one thing over here that I have done um, one episode of PCOS. Like I have simply explained what's PCOS, so you can also go to that episode and hear that episode. And if you listen to both of the episodes, you'll get the entire picture of what exactly PCOS is. All right. Okay. Moving forward with second question: How can PCOS is diagnosed? Well, the simplest way to diagnose PCOS is by measuring hormone blood levels. If the hormones are imbalanced, then there is a high possibility that you are experiencing irregular periods. 
which is one of the classic signs or symptoms of PCOS. And therefore, performing a blood test is a good start. Blood tests will include uh, some hormonal blood tests, which will have, um, which will be like follicle stimulating hormone, which we call as FSH, luteinizing hormone, which we call as LH hormone, testosterone, prolactin, estrogen, and androgen levels are the best tests to diagnose PCOS. And clinically, if you visit a doctor, diagnosis is dependent on identifying of at least two of the following features that I'm going to talk about. Now, as per Rotterdam criteria, there are three criteria out of which two of criteria should be fulfilled to for you to be um, fully diagnosed with PCOS. Well, this is what a um, doctor uses. Number one, oligo or anovulation, which we call as irregular menstrual cycles. It is usually seen in a woman with menstrual cycles that are greater than 35 days apart or conversely with short cycles of less than 21 days. So irregular periods is one of the, is the first criteria that that a woman should be having. Second criteria is higher levels of androgens that are present in blood that we call as that we call as hyperandrogenism. It is been showed by blood tests or symptoms such as excess facial or body hair growth, scalp hair loss or acne. Sometimes doctors don't test androgen levels and they just look at the symptoms and they and they kind of diagnose it. And the third criteria is when polycystic ovaries are visible on an ultrasound, meaning more than 20 follicles, like partly developed eggs that we call as, are visible on one or both of the ovaries. The size of one or both ovaries is increased more than 10 ml. You do not need to have an ultrasound if you have criteria 1 and 2. In women younger than 20 years, ultrasounds are not recommended. This means that irregular periods and hyperandrogenism is are the two criteria that need to be present for the diagnosis of PCOS. But there are a number of other conditions that could cause similar symptoms of irregular periods or no periods that needs to be checked by your doctor and rule out before a correct diagnosis of PCOS can be confirmed. Moving forward now, what causes PCOS? This is our third question. The exact cause of PCOS is not yet found. It appears that PCOS is related to many different factors working together since it affects the endocrine system, which results in hormonal imbalance, affecting all of the body's gland like um, pituitary, pineal, thyroid, adrenal or pancreas and maybe others and thereby causing a number of symptoms. Now, as I said, PCOS is a complex disorder of endocrine system. This system is a network of hormone-producing glands which regulates reproductive, sexual, sleep, stress and many other functions of our body. Now, since our body glands are affected, that's the reason all of these functions are also affected. But the cause of PCOS is still unclear and probably varies for different people. Now, that's how comes our fourth question, which is what are the type of PCOS? Well, the type of PCOS is divided into four kinds, depending on the most common cause reported so far. But the exact cause is not yet known. Number one type, insulin-resistant PCOS. This is the most common type of PCOS. This type of PCOS is caused by a high blood sugar level, which could be due to um, sugar, smoking, pollution or trans fat. In this type, high levels of insulin prevents ovulation and trigger the ovaries to create testosterone. Well, how can we treat this? 
This condition can be reversed. Like this type of PCOS can be reversed with proper diet and medications if required. Well, it all depends on the severity of the symptom. Moving forward to our second type, which is inflammatory PCOS. In this one, ovulation is prevented. Hormones get imbalanced and androgens are produced. Inflammation is caused due to stress or due to toxins of environment and inflammatory or due to inflammatory dietary like um, having too much gluten in your diet. To confirm all this, further simple blood tests are required such as thyroid, vitamin D and whole blood count. So what is the treatment options over here? Well, this condition can be reversed by avoiding inflammatory triggers or inflammatory food in your diet taking some extra dietary supplements and mostly by avoiding stress. Moving forward to our third type, pills-induced PCOS. This PCOS gets developed due to the birth control pills, which suppresses ovulation. For most of the women, these effects do not last long and they resume ovulating after the effect of pills are over. But that happens only if you were experiencing regular or normal periods before starting the pills. But if it's not the case, then this might be a sign of pill-induced PCOS. However, some women do not resume the, with ovulation for months, years, even after the effects of pills get over. During that time, women should consult the doctor and further tests should be done and find out what are the other underlying causes and treat it. Now moving forward to our fourth type, hidden PCOS. In this one, the cause of PCOS could be as simple as making a lifestyle change like diet or reducing stress or taking extra supplements, or as complex as hereditary problem. PCOS can likely be passed down genetically in families. It's still unclear which genes are involved in PCOS risk inheritance. However, researchers think it has to do something with a brain-ovary connection, which can interfere with either production of the hormone or its sensitivity to convey the message. But once the cause is addressed, then it takes about 3 to 4 months to get resolved. Some of the examples are thyroid disease or deficiency of iodine or because ovaries need iodine. Vegetarian diet, it makes you magnesium and zinc deficient and ovaries need them too. And uh, another factor could be artificial sweetness. Well, these are the small things that can actually cause PCOS but root cause needs to be found. And what's the treatment for hidden PCOS? Well, mostly natural treatment should work over here. If you have tried all and nothing seems like working, then you should consult a doctor and gather more information about it that actually that what's wrong. So yes, these were all four types of PCOS, um, insulin-resistant PCOS, pills-induced PCOS, inflammatory PCOS, and hidden PCOS. Most women, like I would say more than 95% of women will fall in either of these four types. Next question, is PCOS a syndrome or disease? Okay, this is one of the classic ones. PCOS is considered a syndrome rather than a disease. Though many call it a PCOD, which is polycystic ovary disease. And that's because it manifests itself through a group of signs and symptoms. So people may call it PCOS or PCOD, but we usually call this as a PCOS because this is a group of syndrome. Okay. Moving forward to our next question. What are the symptoms of PCOS? Like what are the basic symptoms or classic symptoms, I would say? Number one, irregular menstrual cycle, which includes absence of periods or heavy bleeding or unpredictable periods. Infertility, most common cause among women with PCOS. 
obesity, rapid weight gain or difficulty in losing weight, excess growth of hair on face, chest, abdomen or hair loss, skin issues such as acne, oily skin or darkening of skin in some areas, multiple cysts which are found in ovaries. Like this, these are the one of the common symptoms that uh, women suffering from PCOS might have and might not have. There are so many P- uh, women who are actually having PCOS and they don't show severe symptoms that uh, they are not severe enough for them to notice maybe, but they might be suffering from PCOS. Next question is like, how common is PCOS? Well, about one in four young women will show polycystic ovaries on ultrasound, but not all women will show symptoms of PCOS. Symptoms usually begins in um, adolescence, which can go unnoticed until they reach like mid-20s, where PCOS symptoms can be where PCOS symptoms could be strong enough to be noticed and then you look for the doctor and look for the answers. It is also estimated that approximately like 7 million women in only in the United States and 10 million women worldwide suffer from PCOS. Now that's quite a lot yet there is not much awareness out there. Now how do I know that if I have PCOS or when should I go and see doctor? If you're struggling with any of the symptoms mentioned above, make an appointment with your doctor. Or if you think that you might have PCOS and you are still in doubt, you still need to see your doctor. There are some of the tests your doctor might recommend to test for PCOS and to exclude other conditions. Well, the signs and symptoms of PCOS can be similar to the other conditions. So it's important to rule these out before a diagnosis of PCOS can be made. There are hormonal blood tests, ultrasounds, a transvaginal ultrasound or abdominal ultrasound. Well, not all tests are necessary for every woman. Tests will be suggested based on your individual symptoms by your doctor. Now, our next question. Is there a cure for PCOS? Hmm, there is no cure as such for PCOS. However, there are various steps that can be taken to control the symptoms and reverse the PCOS. Those steps uh, include such as healthy lifestyle like diet, exercise, medication, stress management. Well, combination of, of all of these will help you to manage PCOS. And so the treatment is tailored to each woman depending upon the symptoms and other health problems they have. So the present, the doctors can only treat the individual symptoms of a woman with PCOS rather than the entire syndrome. Once diagnosed, most patients can effectively manage their symptoms to help lead healthier or more satisfying lives. In the meantime, research continues to determine the cause and look for new and better treatment for PCOS and research is always ongoing. Moving forward to our another question. What is the health risk for women with PCOS? PCOS affects all areas of body and severity depends on the individual. Uh, what we call as polycystic ovaries, can cause infertility and make it difficult to conceive sometimes. Endometrial cancer, hypertension, and impaired glucose tolerance can become serious issues sometimes. High insulin level increases the risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Another condition could be metabolic syndrome, which can make you gain or contribute to diabetes and heart disease. New studies says that struggling with these symptoms for a long time does not only cause you a physical distress but also emotional distress which can lead to depression. Moving forward to another question. Are all PCOS women obese? 
Well, no, not all women with PCOS are obese. Obesity is one of the symptoms associated with PCOS. Specific diet and exercise will help you in weight reduction. Well, this is one of the common myths. I hear that, you know, PCOS women are usually obese. Well, they are not. Okay. All right. Moving forward to next question. What is hirsutism? The growth of unwanted hair on your body caused by an increased level of male hormones or we call it androgen. It's called hirsutism. It affects more than 70% of women with PCOS. Next question. What is insulin resistance? It is a condition in which body cells do not respond to the effect of insulin, which increases the level of glucose in blood and thereby lead to the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Okay, next question. Does PCOS affect fertility? Well, the biggest issue with PCOS is an irregular menstrual cycle, causing too much confusion to predict ovulation and hormonal imbalance could give rise to many other complications. So yes, it does affect fertility. Okay, next question. Is PCOS a gynecological or endocrinological disorder? PCOS is often mistaken for a gynecological problem due to largely symptoms involved with reproductive organs. It is, however, a disorder of the endocrine system involving hormones and hormone production. Therefore, reproductive endocrinologists should be consulted to confirm the diagnosis. Alright, next question. Will taking pill help PCOS? As you approach a doctor with PCOS symptoms, it is very likely that you will be prescribed pills to manage your symptoms, even without doing any lab work to know the root cause. Yes, pills do help at some level since it is the first line of treatment provided by the doctors, but it is important to understand that the pill will mask the symptoms of PCOS, which can worsen the underlying cause. Women should also consider the side effects and minor risk before taking pills. And it is advisable to know the root cause of your symptoms and opt for natural treatment before you start pills. Can PCOS be treated naturally? Yes, there are many ways to treat PCOS naturally. Chinese medicine, herbal medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, diet, yoga and other physical exercise and many other complementary therapies. Does PCOS symptoms return after you stop treating them? Most likely, the symptoms might return if you don't keep a check on your lifestyle. Though it is not necessary, it is always good to keep in check because you cannot totally eradicate PCOS. Next question. Is there a relation between PCOS and mood swings? Yes, with an irregular menstrual cycle, it is common to have prolonged menstrual, um, like premenstrual symptoms such as bloating, acne, headache, mood swings and sore pelvic region. So once the menstrual cycle is regulated, things can back to normal soon. Moving forward to our next question. How can insulin sensitizing drugs help treat women with PCOS? Now, insulin sensitizing drugs used to treat diabetes, frequently they are also used in treatments. They can help decrease the androgen levels and improve ovulation. Restoring ovulations may help make menstrual periods regular and more predictable and hence causing all other symptoms of PCOS under control. So this was my bit of covering all FAQs related to PCOS. I hope I have answered all your questions related to PCOS. And if I have not, you can always DM me or send me an email. I'll make sure that I'll respond to them as quickly as I can. So this is all I have for you today. Hope you enjoy it. Take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening. 
I would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews, feedback, suggestions and questions if you have any. I would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email on info at fertilityed.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube on the name of Fertility Ed. I would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives, be it girls or boys. It doesn't matter. Just spread the word and awareness. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe. See you next time. Until then, stay fertile, stay healthy. Bye-bye.